Hello, this is Denise James welcoming you to the May edition of the Calibre Book of the Month podcast. I'm joined by two other Calibre HQ staff, Emma Scott. Hello. And a voice you may well recognise from the membership services team, Tim Young. Hello, everybody. Over the last month, we've been reading a work of crime fiction, always my go-to genre when I'm looking for a great read. It is Bitter Wash Road by Gary Disher, an award-winning Australian author who writes for both children and adults. The book is the first in his Paul Hershenhauser series of police procedurals. Hirsch, as he is generally known, is demoted to constable in a one-horse town after leaving his post as a detective in the big city, Adelaide. The blurb reads, one dead-end posting, one dead body, a tragic accident? That's what they want you to think. Constable Paul Hirsch, Hirschenhauser, is a whistleblower, formerly a promising metropolitan detective, now hated and despised, He's been exiled to a one-cop station in South Australia's Wheat Belt. So when he heads up Bitterwash Road to investigate gunfire and finds himself cut off without backup, there are two possibilities. Either he's found the fugitive killers thought to be in the area, or his backup is about to put a bullet in him. He's wrong on both counts, but Tiverton, with its stagnant economy, entrenched racism and rural isolation has more crime than one constable can handle. And when the next fallout takes him to the body of a 16-year-old girl, it's clear that whether or not Kirsch finds her killer, his past may well catch up with him. So, all three of us are fans of crime fiction. So my first question is, what did you think of this police procedural set in the Australian outback? Tim? Yeah, thank you, Denise. Um, yeah, uh, I, th- I thought the book was extremely well written. Um, it was very atmospheric, um, gave a lot of detail about procedure of, of the way the police work um, in the Australian outback. Um, I mean, obviously, not being an expert on that, I don't know how accurate it was. Um, I would hope like to think that perhaps a lot of it was slightly exaggerated because it gave the impression that Australia certainly in the outback is a pretty lawless sort of place and you know the police just cannot be trusted which you know is quite disturbing really especially as it's set very close to one of the major cities Adelaide Um, but uh, yeah as I say I think it was a extremely well written book very atmospheric and uh, gave gave a good good gave you a good idea of what it must be like to, to live in that sort of community. Yeah, so and really same as Tim, to be honest, um, in terms of crime, you know, it's my go to genre. So I, I picked this up with with a, a great joy, really, um, because it's, it's my books. Crime is my books that I go to when um, I want I know I'm going to enjoy a read, you know, when I want something that I know I just want to enjoy, particularly if I've read something a bit tough before. So I've not read a lot of I've read a few handful of books setting in Australia in uh, crime novel wise, but not not a huge amount. Um, and I just liked 
as I, I, and although actually to be fair the first few pages it took me I, I'd say a good sort of 10 pages or so to get into it which is unusual for a crime novel for me actually I'm usually straight in with it um but once I was in I was I was absolutely all consumed I I loved the description I loved I could really feel you know you feel it's quite an oppressive book in that way because I think the descriptions of the author of um the the town and the heat and the the barrenness and you know you feel it's not just a representation I don't think of um the climate I think it's representation as well of what's going on in, in the town as well it's a very small community and you feel like they're um they're at boiling point almost so there's you feel like there's, there's always more to to happen as well and that that is what kept me reading I felt that there was more to come um so yeah all in all I, I yeah very enjoyable read in terms of that and um yeah one one I, I sort of got into pretty quickly after the first initial sort of few pages yeah I I, I agree with you as well I I totally enjoyed it and it was a good mixture because he had a, a couple of crimes to investigate, well, at least a couple of serious crimes, um, including two potential murders, which looked like an accident on the one hand and then a possible suicide on the other. So you're not exactly sure what the crimes are to begin with. Um, and this is him basically trying to work through it and, and not take everything on face value. And yes, as you say, it was a highly descriptive account, which really set the scene very well. Um, I was wondering, what do you think were the main themes in the book and how, you know, how were they uh, examined? I think the, the main themes, obviously, are, are police corruption and, uh, and, and also racism, child abuse, um, sexual abuse, etc. Some pretty disturbing subjects were raised in the book, um, but they were raised, I suppose, fairly sympathetically. Um, but um, the author certainly doesn't, uh, you know, spare you at all. Um, the uh, the sort of the brutality of it is is certainly there for 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 everybody to see and to to read about. Um, I, I just also felt that um, it got to the point where you just didn't really know who to trust. Even Hirsch himself, you began to doubt whether, you know, is he as as good as he's making out? Um, you know, was he really involved in the corruption that went on in Adelaide? Um, so that that made a sort of an interesting sort of twist to the to the book. Um, uh, but uh, I, I just felt also at one point I got a little bit tired of the continuing uh, sort of bleakness and lack of trust that anybody had for anybody else. Um, I, I began to feel less and less sympathy for some of the characters as the book went on. I think in that, that respect, um, just going on from Tim there, that the whole um, with the the characters and not knowing who to trust, I, I think that is a way in which kept me reading because I felt like I was being misdirected a lot of times. And I quite like that um, just because it. It, 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 well, it just draws me back into the story, really. I'm the sort of person I like. I like to not know. Um, I guess I like to not know what's 
going on completely because I, I, mean, I can never guess what's going on in crime novels anyway so I'm, I'm probably the worst person to, <laughs> to, to say about that but um uh yeah I, I what the one thing I did find difficult though was the uh the amount of characters in it I found that quite hard to keep track of um so I did re, unusually I did flick back a few times just to remind myself of a character because sometimes a character would appear and they hadn't been spoken about for a bit and I had to sort of marry them back up with with who they were um so yeah that was that, that, that was one of the only sort of things I, I sort of felt um really a little bit I was struggling with a little bit with the book to be honest um one of the things just quickly because going on again from what Tim said about the descriptions of um the themes and the main themes one of them I thought as well was mental health with the children because there seemed to be quite a lot going on with them um, and how they were coping and th there's not a lot of an outlet for them so that the kids are there's there's very few people in the town and the kids are, are struggling to, to even make friends because there's not always the same age ranges with them and the, the the two of the main boys in the story are obviously suffering from their parents um relationship with each other um which is where some of the domestic abuse comes in so the there's there's an awful lot to talk about in it and and the, as tim said the police corruption is an overarching theme I think of the story and sort of dominates in it um and yeah you, and you just don't know who to trust so it's it's kind of um that that I felt was quite well written and well well sort of drawn out because I think it just it just carried you through to, to the end really. I think um the thing that really leapt out at me yes there's there's all sorts going on um but it was which went across the board really with, with all the different themes was the toxic attitude towards women displayed by many of the male characters in the story um you know both sides police and locals it was just in seemed to be in virtually every scene um so it went from sort of casual misogyny and the words used to describe women to outright domestic violence and the grooming and sexual abuse of young girls um, by men in powerful positions. Um, and, and then the other thing that he keeps um, mentioning in the descriptions as much as anything is the decay of what was a once prosperous area. Um, and, you know, so many people who are living, you know, on the breadline because they won't give up the land I'm sure a lot of people will have done and gone into the big cities, but these some of these people are still hanging on by the skin of their teeth, you know, don't want to give up. Um, and that came through quite strongly. Uh, yeah, there were lots of characters. And I think with listening to an audiobook, for me personally, I find that quite hard to remember. So, yeah, having to flick back. But I think that's quite often the case with a crime novel. You've got lots of characters, lots of suspects. But even so, it was, a, you know, very enjoyable. Um, what did you make of the characters? Um, as I say, there were plenty of them. Uh, did you feel they were realistic? Were there some that, you know, you thought were perhaps stereotyped or, or not at all? Yes, yeah, you're right. As um, Emma and yourself have just said, there were a lot of characters in the book, so it did take a little bit of time to sort of get to know the characters as well, um, because they they weren't each character wasn't 
in, it, in each scene for too long. So you never really got to sort of find out a lot about their personality. I thought they were rather stereotypical, to be honest with you, some of the characters, especially the police uh, um, uh, policemen. Um, you know, they, they were very cartoonish in, in some respect, I felt, um, which I, I think it would have been more interesting to have known more about the background of some of the characters and so it would have explained perhaps why they were how they were you know you know were were the you know the two police constables that were obviously ineducated um they they were sort of thugs basically you know what what you know why were they like that how did they get through the the, the you know the the police training um, how were they accepted into the police force when they were so obviously corrupt and uh, um, racist, etc.? Um, as I said earlier, it, 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 you know, I, I hope it's, it's an exaggeration. Um, I've, I've been to Australia myself. I've been to Sydney. It's a wonderful, wonderful country. Um, and I, it, I, I would hate people to read this book and feel that that was representative of Australia as a whole because it's not like that at all. Um, but, uh, but you know, as, as a story, you know, it was very atmospheric and, uh, you know, you, you did get to the point where you hated some of the characters and, you know, and all good crime books do need people that, you know, you really don't like and you just can't wait to see them get their comeuppance. I think there was one character, and I, I won't say who, but he redeemed himself a little bit towards the end. And that was when something yes. revealed about his background. I won't say mm. which one, but that was quite enlightening. Um, so, yeah, you did get a bit more about this character right at the very end, mm. which was quite satisfying. Yes. I am interestingly, I've read a couple of books this year, funny enough, where I, I haven't actually liked any of the characters in the story. And usually I need to feel affinity or like like one or two just so that I enjoy the, the novel. But I, again, um, as in the, the previous few that I've read where I haven't liked the characters, I, I've actually really enjoyed the book. So it has it's changed my opinion, I think, a little bit as to whether that's important for me now to, to um, go on and enjoy the story. But there aren't any, as you both say, there's just no one really with any redeeming features. Um, I think there's there's people in the story where um, they're, they're the they're, they're the victims, but you don't really the 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 victims. You could probably, if you knew more about them, like you're saying, I think you'd end up be, you know liking those as characters, but they appear so briefly that you again you don't really get to know them. Um, so and they're very much you know they some of their actions aren't great either um but they're they're kind of they are again they're, they're sort of products of their community so um it, that and i think it is that's where you get that real small town feeling isn't it i don't think it, it, people aren't allowed to sort of um because they're not exposed to the outer world they're, they're just their their thoughts and feelings are so intrinsic and so um you know they're, they're not they're not very well developed in how they should be thinking and feeling and so as a point as a um counterpoint to that their views are you know they're just not acceptable um so it's yeah it's quite a tough read in that respect i think as well and there's there's a lot um 
there's just a lot to to process really and that but then again it makes it good because there's just so much to talk about you know in for a, a book group or um you know if, if you're reading it there's so much to think about and so much to process were there any scenes that sort of stuck in your mind in particular i think some of the scenes with the children um were very good uh, i thought um Hershey's character really came to the fore when he was dealing with the young children. Um, you, you could really see that he was a caring person and that he, he spoke at the children's level. He, he wasn't um, you know, overbearing towards them. He didn't use his position as a police officer to try and intimidate them. He wanted to understand the children. And you know he he sympathised with them, and he uh, he obviously wanted to try and help them the best he could. So I think they were sort of some of the most enjoyable parts of the book, to be honest with you, um, when he was uh, you know not not at he he wasn't as uh, you know as, he I think he felt sort of more comfortable in a way dealing with the children rather than some of the adults. Um, because I think he could see that you know, that they were innocent children. He was trying to sort of help them before they became sort of corrupted and grew up to be the same as their parents. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, that was uh, a, a good part of the book, I thought. I think for me, one of the bits that stood out was one that made me really angry. Um, so it was one where they were all, so all the police had been called in at the weekend to um, go to a football match happening in the community, I think, and that they just, you know, wanted to make sure there was a police presence there in case of trouble. And they all split up into patrols and the the new, there was a new poli women, woman police constable there who went with the two questionable constables, shall we say. Um, and they drove around and they ended up sort of dropping her off and then leaving her on a corn. So um, Hirsch had to go out and get her. But just their whole demeanour and the whole running up to that bit in the treatment of her and how it just made you so angry and you wanted to climb into the book and you know sort of <laughs> shame them kind of thing um so yeah that was that was one of the the big things so I think just because yeah it, it really produced a reaction from me really I think like I said earlier the business about the toxic attitude towards women it was pretty much every female character in the book was getting it from somewhere, even the police officer, mm. the teacher, because she was a neighbour of somebody who was, you know, very misogynistic. So I think everything, none of the women got away <laughs> without being sort of verbally abused or referred to in a, a sort of uh, derogatory way. Uh, I think I, there weren't any particular scenes apart from the really exciting bit at the end. Um, which was quite, you know, heart in the mouth thing, but you could sort of see that coming at one point. Um, but I think it was the, the descriptions and the landscapes, and you were almost felt that you were, you know, there was a, a lot of history in it, in, in his descriptions of the people and the landscape. And I felt, although it wasn't a factual book, I did feel like I'd read something and I'd like to go back and read a bit more Um perhaps historical stuff about, you know, settlers and current day um, people in the outback and what have you. It, it, it was it sparked a bit of an interest. So did you think it had a satisfying ending or do you feel there were some loose ends without, you know, revealing too much about uh, the plot? 
So I did. I really enjoyed the ending. Uh, I suppose enjoy is the wrong word, isn't it? Actually, in that respect. Um, but I thought that it was a satisfying roundup. Um, the only thing I was, bit, and again, I think this is because it, you got misdirected at the beginning a little bit. So the only thing I would have liked to have known about was obviously they refer to um, a couple of criminals that are meant to have been driving through the town. So there's a, two criminals called Puller and Hanson, I think. Um, and everyone's on alert in the towns looking out for this particular car because they're going on a rampage murdering people and, and that. Um, so everyone's sort of on high alert. And, and really at the beginning, um, you're sort of looking out for that all the way through, thinking that's going to come about. And yeah, so I think I would have liked a, a bit more just about that really that felt like a bit of a loose end and um, but in a way also it kept me again it's another thing a little strand that kept me reading so yeah it's I'm a bit sort of double-edged sword on that one really but I think that's the, the only thing that I felt um was missing yes I agree with Emma um the, the ending was very satisfying and it was very exciting towards the end and as Denise mentioned at the beginning um, there is a character there who, you know, you redeems himself at the end, which, which was good. Um, I just felt that it ended a little bit too abruptly. I, I think I would have liked a little bit of sort of, um, sort of it, almost an epilogue, if you like, to sort of uh, find out how people's lives were were changed or improved or, or not um, following the uh, the ending of the book. But it was certainly a very exciting ending. Um, uh, but yeah, and as Emma said, the, uh, the 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 two fugitives which were were going around uh, earlier in the book, they they almost got forgotten. Um, I, I wondered really whether the author was planning to perhaps bring them in in a sequel or something like that. Um, but uh, all in all, no, it was a, it was it was a good and satisfying ending. You didn't feel that you were cheated at the end of the book, which uh, sometimes can be the case. I think the one thing that didn't get tied up nicely uh, was the investigation going on in Adelaide. So Hirsch is originally sent to the outback because mm. he's been involved in this investigation where he's provided a lot of the evidence and he's constantly watching his back because he thinks somebody related to that is going to silence him. So that's a theme that goes right through as well. Um, but... I have read the second book in the series <laughs> and um, yeah, shall we say that you get to know more about the book, of the other people in the book mm. and also that bit of the story and it's called Peace and we will be ordering it for Calibre as soon as we can. I, I have, a, we have already ordered it. <laughs> part of the press <laughs> even better then um yeah definitely recommend that that makes um, me want to go on and read it as well actually so you know I, I, even before you said that when i finished this i thought well actually this is something i would probably enjoy reading more of it you know it's, again it's one of those books um i don't know what it says about me but it's a book that i probably would enjoy taking on holidays so, <laughs> um, yeah it's one of those those ones really um I wondered what you both thought about the book when you look at the sort of books perhaps that you normally read, you know, the big British crime fiction authors. How, how did it sort of stand beside those sorts of books? So um, I have to say, when I was reading this, and I don't know if any of you are familiar with the stories as well, um, 
but I'm also a big Peter James fan. Um, and for me, mm. Gary Disher almost seemed like the Australian Peter James, because um, Hirsch is sort of is, is a bit of like a Roy Grace character in respect of that, you know, there's there's hidden things about him and he's not quite all sort of um, lily white kind of thing. And then, yeah, I just, it struck me, I think it would stand up well with, um, against the, the, a lot of the British authors. And I think a lot of people who enjoy people like peter james um would would also enjoy this i think it has a um a very much a uh, just an appeal in that respect so yeah that that's kind of i think that was the overwhelming thing that struck me as i was speaking uh, reading it yes i agree with you emma i think it does stand up well um compared to some of the british writers i have to say i i prefer the the, the you know some of the british writers like peter james um, P.T. James, um, uh, I can't think of any names now off the top of my head. <laughs> you go blank, don't you? Um, but yeah, I just, as I said, as I said earlier, I just felt that um, he could have expanded on the characters a little bit more. And uh, I feel that some of the the top British crime writers do tend to give you more background and information on the characters and make them more three dimensional and uh, not quite so stereotypical. Um, but uh, but certainly, you know, it, it, it's a very well written book. Um, it's it's just I I just felt that I didn't like the sort of the atmosphere. Uh, you know, it's not somewhere you would want to be, obviously. Um, and sometimes, if you're reading a book set in a, you know, I, I, I you know, I'm a, a big fan of Anne Cleves' books. I, I love the Shetland and the Vera books, and some of the the places that they're set are beautiful places in this country and places that we know well. But some terrible things are happening there, so it makes it far more interesting. I, I felt than, uh, than than this book. I think Emma's already answered this question, but Tim, so would you recommend the author to other people and would you read any more by him? Um, I would recommend the author, yes, um, with the caveat that, you know, you have to be prepared for a fairly bleak um, type of book. Um, I, I wouldn't rush to read many more of his books, I have to say. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, if if, if if you enjoy that sort of fairly sort of brutal um, uh, um, you know sort of bleak book set in in the outback in Australia then yes I, I, I would recommend it to people I I would definitely recommend it and I've already read the follow-up um, and also I would recommend other Australian crime authors I've I went through a phase of reading an awful lot of them and I really enjoyed them. And, and just to mention two in particular, Jane Harper, um, the author of The Dry and several other bestsellers, and also, uh, which are available uh, in Calibre, and also Chris Hammer, but we haven't managed to get his books yet, but we are trying. So, you know, keep a lookout for his books and have a look at Jane Harper if you haven't already uh, come across her. Anything else we haven't covered that you'd like to say about the book? I just wondered, um, so I have got quite a, a very high uh, 
uh, threshold of, of graphicness. So I don't mind anything being graphic in a novel, particularly. It has to go some way before I'm put off by a book. But I just wondered from you guys whether you thought that any, just thinking about all the members and, and what they might like, and um, whether you thought any of the descriptions in the book were too graphic or, you know, or whether it was fine and, you know, it, it wouldn't worry anybody sort of thing, really. I just thought that was quite a good thing to point out. I felt that um, they weren't graphic descriptions. They didn't go into great detail at all. Um, the one thing that was a little bit jarring, and I think this is partly because in general, I would tend to read a, a print book rather than listen to an audio book. And it was the, the swearing it took a little while to get used to because when you're hearing it, it's it's you know it's really you know it, it sticks in your mind and it, it feels like a little bit of an assault. But I think that's the case of not listening to audiobooks very often. But some people might you know think about that when they're choosing to read the book or not. Yes, you definitely want to X-rate it, wouldn't you? Mainly because of the the swearing and some of the content in the book. But uh, yeah, I, th I think the, Denise has a very good point. Yes, yeah, sort of listening to it, um, it it's, it's very different, isn't it? Where, whereas you can skip over bad language quite quickly or sort of graphic scenes that are upsetting you in you know, reading a printed book, but uh, listening to it, you've got no choice. You've, you've got to, to let it happen. So you've been listening to May's edition of Calibre Book of the Month. The next book we will be reading and discussing will be a children's classic, Charlotte's Web by E.B. White, who is also the author of Stuart Little. And we picked this one because it was first published in 1952, the year that the Queen ascended to the throne. I, for one, am looking forward to this childhood classic, so thank you and goodbye from Emma. Goodbye. Tim. Bye. And goodbye from me. Bye.